Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, this news, you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's showtime. Boom shakalaka! This league uncut is underway and on fire! This should be a good one. Good evening, friends. Mark Stein here with Chris Haynes for another fresh and clean edition of This League Uncut. We're recording Sunday night. The second round is over. The conference finals soon to begin. The NBA lottery almost upon us, but just in a matter of 72 hours since Chris and I last connected to do one of these pods, man, has a lot happened in this league. There's a reason we call it this league with a hashtag in front of it, because it has been nonstop madness, as I said, since Chris and I were last together. Saturday night, landed in Chicago for my five-day stint here for the draft lottery, the league's annual pre-draft combine, and was barely on the ground when it emerged that the Phoenix Suns had dismissed Coach Monty Williams less than two years after Monty Williams had the Suns in the NBA Finals. So what we've done here is Like I said, we could go in probably 10 different directions, but we've narrowed it down to six. We're going to try to spend six-ish minutes on each topic so we get to them all. Never really done a format like this, but we're going to see if it works. Chris, let us start with Boston comfortably winning game seven at home, but We're going to focus on the flip side of that equation. The Philadelphia 76ers go from up 3-2, a chance to close out the Celtics, their longtime historic nemesis, but especially a nemesis in the Joel Embiid era. They have a chance to win that series at home. Jason Tatum starts 1-14 for from the floor. The Sixers can't do it. Game 7, man. A brutal, brutal showing that is going to heap tons of criticism 
on Joel Embiid, on James Harden. Doc Rivers is certainly going to be put in the crosshairs, his future. I mean, this was as bad an ending as the Sixers probably could have mustered after what had seemingly been a very, very successful season. So successful that Joel Embiid is the first time regular season MVP. What happens next? Peer into the CH crystal ball and tell me. Doc, James Harden, Joel Embiid, take it wherever you want. But what happens next for these guys after, man, this was a rough finish. It was the worst case scenario of a finish for the Philadelphia 76ers. That's that's definitely that's definitely a true fact. Um I think if we're talking about what's next, Stein, you gave us first of all, what did you report? What 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 was it? 24 hours, 48 hours before the game? What did you report before I answer that, Stein? Well, on Sunday on morning, morning of the game, I posted an around the league look at all the various coaching posts and I did include a line in a line in there that obviously there have been murmurs about Doc Rivers potentially being in danger if the Sixers don't win this series and after the game Doc was very candid about it Doc Rivers own quote was no one in this business is safe and I get that and that is the climate for coaches more than ever I would say though I don't this is not Doc's fault I don't think that this series loss should be pinned on him because of his record in closeout games, which is now 17 and 33, because this was his fifth successive loss in a game seven, that talk's going to be there. But to me, I'm sorry. This is on the two stars. This is not on the coach. The Sixers shot 16 for 71 from three in game six and game seven. That is just putrid shooting. And you know, James Harden, we've we've been talking about the possibility that maybe he goes to Houston. Um, you know, that's been circulated around the league for ages now. But, um, I mean, this add the Sixers to, the, to that list of teams that, that grows longer every week that the playoffs goes on of, the, you know, these teams at a major crossroads. I mean, they have major, major decisions to make in the offseason and none of them easy. With all that being said, I don't see Doc coming back. I don't. I don't see Doc coming back. Um, the way that, the way this thing ended, like I said, it was the worst case scenario. Philadelphia had a chance to close this out before Game Seven. Did not let Jason Tatum get loose in the fourth quarter. And in this game, <laughs> come on now, come on now. It, it, it's just yes, it's not on. You know, everything is not on Doc. But we know how to. No, you're right. Goes. And look, that third quarter, to thirty-three to ten. Come on, come on, unacceptable. And I think Law Murray had a stat on Twitter: Man. thirty-three to ten might be the worst fourth quarter ever in a game seven in terms of scoring disparity. Yeah, I don't see Doc coming back. I do not see him coming back. This this will be an off season where we have. We got a lot of premium coaches out out in the market. I don't know that there's a lot of premium jobs out there on the market, but yeah, I think Doc will be added to that list. But he's not. You know, what does James Harden do? If you look at, if you listen to what Joel Embiid said, 
at, at his post game address, he made it seem like, or he didn't talk about James's future too much, but he said those two can't do it alone. As if that's his guy, that's his, that's his partner. As if, as if those two are in it for a long haul. I don't know that that is the case. So with that being said, we all have heard about James Harden's desire to go back to Houston. I mean, does it change things that that there could possibly a new, be a new coach on the horizon? Does that change Harden's stance? James Harden was asked about his relationship with Doc Rivers after the game, and he said, it's okay. That's it. So there, there's going to be a lot – I think there's going to be a lot of upheaval in, in this offseason. But if we're talking, again, whenever you're talking about removing a coach or whenever you're talking about replacing a key player, the question that comes to my mind is, okay, who's the upgrade? Who is that? Because um, even even if I, you know, I'm talking about prime coaching candidates out there, all of them come with some failure. All of them come with warts. There's no perfect coach. Is there a star coach? I guess you could call Bootenhoser or Nick Nurse a star, but you know they just got let go for you know for some reasons. You know there there's some things that they they all have. Warts. I mean, Monty has been so in Philly before, that guy so is. I mean, I would I would think of of the coaches who are freshly available. Yeah. Monty would would probably be the one. Monty would be the out of all them. Monty would be probably. And of course, what's so you know fit. awkward, I guess, there is you know, Monty and Doc are such good friends. I mean, they are really, really close friends. So But can, can Monty work with Daryl? Can they coexist? Do they have the same philosophy on basketball? Um that's that's another question. I, I don't know that friendship will play a factor in the Monty taking that job or not. You know, I, Monty didn't have anything to do with what with what Doc is going through, but so there's a lot of questions that we just don't know the answers to right now, but there's going to be changes to the Philadelphia 76ers roster, coaching staff. Um, I don't know, maybe even some sprinkles in the front office. So we'll see. Well, I can tell you this. One of the things I'm hoping to find out while I'm here in Chicago, and I don't know that I'm going to get the answer, but I'm, you know, the, the Harden to Houston stuff, it's just been out there now for so long, literally months, not weeks, but I'm just so curious that, you know, what if the Rockets win the lottery? What if the Rockets win the right Tuesday night to draft Wembenyama? And do you, if you're the Rockets, would you still want to go after Harden at that point? But we've already, you can't, we've hit the six, we've already passed the six minute mark on topic number one. So we are going to shift less than smoothly to our second topic. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It is the Phoenix Suns. Sat, you know, Thursday night, game six at home. Game six to keep their season alive. No DeAndre Ayton. No Chris Paul. They go down by 30 at the half. 81-51 at the half. They lose by 25. Total no-show. And less than 48 hours later, Monty Williams is gone. Now, again, you can't be surprised anymore because as we've just been talking about, like in the climate that we're in now with this new CBA coming in, you know, we it's always been said that changing the coach is the easiest change to make. It's the easiest way to show the fans and try to convince everybody in the organization that we're making a major shakeup. But with this new CBA coming, that's going to make team building so much more restrictive and challenging and complicated for the foremost spenders in the league. We know the Suns are going to revolve around Kevin Durant and Devin Booker going forward. So, you know, already they have the challenge of do they have to trade Aiton and or Chris Paul just to restore the depth and ensure they have the right mix around their two main guys. But now there's this coaching change. And man, Matt Ishby has just come in there. And I think a lot of people around the league are looking at this going, man, this guy pushed so many chips into the into the middle of the table to trade for Durant. And now he, you know, ousts Monty Williams so quickly. I mean, there are a lot of people looking at this just saying, man, this guy is, you know, I mean, putting his own stamp on it is putting it mildly. He's not playing. He's not playing. You definitely see the urgency. <laughs> that's that's one thing you can see definitely on his first day on the job. Where do they go from here? What I can tell you is that, you know, it's no secret. The only two untouchable players are DeAndre Ayton and Devin. Excuse me. Excuse me. The only two, the only two untouchable players, Kevin Durant. And Devin Booker. Woo! Let me get that out, Style. I, I definitely don't want the aggregators to run run with that. Uh, but so, but that's not to say there's going to be wholesale changes on the roster. I know Matt Ishbia, uh, Matt Ishbia has been in contact with Chris Paul. I know he's spoken with Devin Booker. 
You know, he he's communicating with these guys. He's you know he's still trying to get a pulse on what the best voice would look like in coaching this team. And so, you know, there's definitely going to be some wholesale changes on the perimeter of the roster, on the edges of the roster, and somewhat in the middle. It's not 100% sold yet that there's going to be movement as it pertains to DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul. Those are still um, conversations that have to be had. I expect those to be had this coming week. But the Suns are not of the mindset that they have to move DeAndre Ayton or Chris Paul. Um, So where do they go from here? Well, first you have to find a coach, and this is this is this this is more of a, a trickier situation. You know, I, you know, Stein, you know the the grand, as you reported, the grand prize of coaching for this team would be if they can somehow land Clippers head coach Tyron Lue. I don't know how feasible that that is. I it's it's hard for me to fathom the Clippers allowing Ty Lue. To go to a, to go in conference to another team. Not just in conference, in division. And, I mean, it's yeah. Oh yeah. It's, no, I mean it's it's, it's both. And I tend to agree with you. I mean, I think that's who they would want. But you know, you spend a lot more time around these teams than me. But but from what I know, Steve Ballmer is a huge Ty Lue fan. And beyond the fact that Steve Ballmer is a huge Ty Lue fan, I mean, he's not an owner who gets outbid, and Ty Lue's not even a coaching free agent. So I, it's unclear how the Suns could get him, but I do think, like uh, like you said, he's he is at the top of the wish list. Yeah, and he's the top of the wish list for, uh, for other teams as well. It's just, it's, that's just a tough ass. I don't see, I don't see Ballmer allowing that to happen. So let's let's talk about. Some other candidates, Mike Budenholzer. I reported, you know, he's on their list. Mike Budenholzer, Nick Nurse, and Kevin Young, who is an assistant coach. He was also, I mean, he was actually the associate head coach under Monty Williams. He's somebody the Suns are looking at. He's somebody who is uh, an ally of the players on that roster. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, to be exact. Um there's intrigue with him. There's there's some intrigue with him. He's actually going to interview with the Milwaukee Bucks this week, I believe. So he's somebody who's caught the eye of some general managers across the league. The only question would be if the Suns did make that move, is is he ready? Is he ready to handle this? Is he ready to handle the, tra- the trajectory of which the Suns are trying to go? And is he ready to handle the personalities that come with that. There's some people in that locker room that that believe he's up to the task. So that, that's the intriguing end. But, you know, like like we, we connected the dots with Philly. I think Monty Williams is a prime candidate, really good. I think he should be number one if he's not the number one target in Philly. And, again, I'm saying this as if Doc Rivers is fired already. I'm just that. I'm pretty sure that's the way it's going to go down. But in Philly, I I don't see that prime candidate yet. And there's going to be more 
um, prospects, coaching prospects added to the list of of candidates that, uh, in the interview pool, but I just don't see that prime candidate. Do you see one for Phoenix? That that just makes sense. You say that's it. No, not I mean, unless not unless Ty Lue is suddenly available. Look, I mean, there's there's excellent coaches out there. Nick Nurse, Mike Budenholzer, and Frank Vogel, just to name three, have all won championships and are all on the open coaching market. So there are plenty of accomplished coaches out there. But you know, I guess we're just gonna have to see. I guess we're gonna have to see. You know, why does the Ty Lue stuff keep coming up there? Is is there more to it than than just smoke and and Definitely, before we move on to the next topic, we got to stay tuned on DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul because I, I I, think they are going to try to trade them both. I totally get that it's early in the process. Their elimination just happened. But, um, you know, they've got to get depth around Durant and Booker. And the easiest way for them to do that is to try to trade Ayton but also Chris Paul because of his contract. I mean, it's you know Chris Paul's contract. It's only fifteen point eight million guaranteed if either the Suns or a team he is traded to gets off that contract by June twenty eighth. You only owe Chris Paul fifteen point eight million out of next year's thirty point eight million. So that's why uh, we have not discussed the prospect of an Aiton or CP three trade for the last time. But we went long on the Suns. I'm guessing we went long on the Sixers. And knowing us, we will go long on all of these. We're trying to keep them to six minutes. Trying our hardest. Not mm-hmm. doing a great job. It's uncut. We're uncut. <laughs> this league uncut. Six minutes might equal nine minutes. The Golden State Warriors, the defending champions, out. 19-0 and against the West in the Steve Kerr era until they come up against LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Los Angeles Lakers, the Warriors lose. But I have been very resistant to the last dance stuff because this is not, it's just not the last dance. First of all, there's a really strong likelihood that Steph, Clay, and Draymond are all going to be there when camp starts. Bob Myers is the most likely prominent warrior to exit and look, they have tough decisions to figure out. I mean, Draymond Green has a $27.6 million player option. Clay only has one year left on his deal. These guys want new deals. The Warriors are certainly going to want them to take team-friendly contracts to stay, which basically means pay cuts. You know, not an easy thing to go to guys like Clay Thompson and Draymond Green after everything they've done for this franchise and say, will you please take a lot less money to stay? But that's what the Warriors are going to have to do those discussions become even more complicated if it's not Bob Myers as the point man for those negotiations. But as uncomfortable as that could all get, I just, I cannot see, I mean, Clay Thompson to me is going nowhere, absolutely nowhere. And Draymond came on this very podcast and spoke for minute after minute after minute, spoke for way longer than six minutes about how much he wants to finish his career with the Warriors, reiterated as such at the podium. He wants to ride out with the guys he rode in with, he said. And I think that is what's going to happen. I agree as well. I agree as well. I think they, they're they going to give him another run. I don't know what this run – I don't know if the run means another two-year run, three-year, one-year, whatever, but they're going to give him another run. They, they still, and, and look, Clay, the way Clay finished his playoffs – 
it, 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 it just wasn't up to par. Um, he really struggled. I believe it was three for 19 in the last finals, but he really struggled in that series. But Clay had a really good regular season, led the NBA in three pointers made. You know, so can't forget, let's not act like he's toast. Like he just doesn't have it anymore. Is he the same Clay after those multiple injuries? No, he's not. But he had a really good season, all star level type season. So, you know, he, he struggled. He struggled in the, in the playoffs, it's particularly against the Lakers. So put that out. I don't think anything is over yet. Again, Bob Myers, that's the only hiccup that needs to be resolved. I don't know what's well, going to we should state. There, we should also say Steve I, Kerr needs an extension as well. I mean, he's his contract is running near the end. So they have a lot of tricky contractual stuff to deal with beyond the fact that Jordan Poole's new deal, which is at minimum $123 million over four years, that is only just going to start in this next season coming up. So, I mean, they have a lot of tricky financial stuff to work out, but it's just, it's just so hard for me to imagine Draymond going somewhere else. I just can't, I, I'm not, I cannot picture it. I don't see that at all. He said he, what was the, his exact quote? Something along the lines of, you know, he wants to finish out his career with the Warriors. He's letting it be known. I, I don't think, I don't think that's going to change at all. Now, we're talking Jordan Poole. We're talking Jonathan Kaminga. We're talking guys like that. You know, I, that's where that's where things can get tricky. And what I mean by tricky, I think they're going to. Uh, I don't. I don't see them being back. I don't see them being back. I think Steve Kerr wants to rely on some veteran guys. I think that's really what hurt him this year. He didn't have the veteran guys. He didn't. Kaminga talent is. Ooh, I, I I love Kaminga. I love his game, but I understand the hesitancy in Coach Kerr not to put him into games of this magnitude. Probably just doesn't think he's ready. That might be the case. And that's why I think Kaminga, just like they did with Wiseman, you know, he's going to need to flourish on a team with no expectation where he's going to be allowed to play through mistakes. He's not going to have that opportunity with the Golden State Warriors. But with that being said, the Warriors – I think they can get a real nice package back for Kaminga. I think Kaminga is that talented in the league knows. Also for Jordan Poole, even though his extension is kicking in, had a the season didn't, you know, the season was derailed a little bit by what happened with him and Draymond. But I think Poole can go somewhere and flourish and reach his potential. So the Warriors have some really good assets that they can unload to bring back some veterans that can help them win now. So the Warriors are in a good – with all the question marks surrounding the Warriors, they're in a really good position to to put themselves back into contention and put themselves back in a situation where they were better than this year. Like Steve Kerr said it after the, after the, um, after the, the loss, game six loss to the Lakers, said this was not a championship team. Period. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I, I was talking to a team earlier today and kind of th- that team expressed the same thought that, oh, you know, if they decide to move Jordan Poole, they'll be able to. And man, I, I guess I just am in the other camp of Jordan Poole's season was so rough. I don't know how easy it's going to be to find a trade partner for him if that's what the Warriors 
decide they need to do because they want to keep the Steph, Clay, Draymond trio together and try to put depth and veterans around it. I mean, I would certainly would I would certainly rather trade Poole than trade Kuminga, but um, it's going to be interesting to see how tradable Jordan Poole actually is. Okay, we zoomed through our six minutes on the dubs as well, so let's move forward. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. To the Western Conference Finals, because I'm pretty sure we're on opposite sides of this one. I am going to boldly predict that Chris Haynes is boldly predicting the Lakers to win these West Finals. I think the Denver Nuggets are the favorites in the league at this point. I think their play in the first two rounds has validated that and earned them that respect. And this is the rematch of the Western Conference Finals in the bubble, but I think it's going to be a Really going to be a very different series on this scorecard. Am I right in suspecting that you are okay. picking the Lakers to win the series? Okay. Now that's, this is the question I have. I have, a, I have a question for a question. Why would you assume I was picking the Lakers? I agree with you wow. 100% that the Nuggets are favored in this series. Why, why? Hold on, but why are you assuming that I would pick the Lakers over the Nuggets? Because you've been – you to your credit – you thought the Lakers could make a playoff run even before the playoffs started, and I, and I really did not. I was dubious, so that is why mm-hmm. that is I why I, I assumed it. And look, they've won two rounds. I, I I have, yes, I have. You're right. I did see this run, but I've also been watching the Nuggets play as well. Mm. 
<laughs> so, so I got, so no, I mean, I'm not saying, look, I'm not going to give a prediction. I, I, I really hate predictions. I really do. You know, we're NBA writers, we're national NBA writers, comments, whatever. All we, all we can go off based off, all we can base our selections, our picks on is the information that we receive, the people we talk to, what we see, being behind the scenes, um, understanding what's going to happen in the future, not knowing what's going to happen, but having an understanding of what teams are trying to do. And then we make our picks from there, but we don't know, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. But so Denver is the favorites. They are the favorites. It's going to be a tough task, very tall task for Lakers going there and win. I don't know who's going to win. Uh, if I was a betting man, if I, which I don't bet, I don't believe in losing my money that way. Maybe other ways, but not that way. Um, I, I'll probably go go Nuggets, but this is a uh, this is going to be a tough one. This Do you want to elaborate on other ways you're willing to lose this. your money? We ha- that would have to be an uncut um, podcast in a different lane. I don't know if people want to know the Chris Haynes. Lane. I don't know. I don't know if people are ready for the other lane of Chris Haynes. Let's keep Chris Haynes in the NBA lane right, right. now. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, in the bubble, remember, in the bubble, like, I don't want to diminish what the Lakers did, but there was no travel. There was no but travel. You are. No, I'm, but not, you I'm, are. I'm not diminishing. You are about but to. The, it's a fact. There was no travel in the bubble, and that helped. And now there's not only travel, but they got to go to Denver, where the Nuggets have been sensational at home. The Lakers are going to have to deal with the altitude. Now, you also have to say on the flip side, the Lakers have been sensational at home in these playoffs. The Lakers of Los Angeles, the first team in 29 series to deny the Golden State Warriors a road win. The Warriors had won a road game in their previous 28 playoff series in a row, an NBA record, and they went 0-3 at Staples in these playoffs. The Lakers have been great at home too. And look, the Lakers, I mean, at least LeBron and AD, they can go back and you know look at how they dealt with Jokic and Murray in 2020. But both players, I think, are, are much better now. Now, Murray, I guess you could probably argue that because some will say the bubble's the best he's ever played. But Jokic, for sure. I mean, Jokic had no MVP awards at that point. So I think Jokic is a different beast than he was. In 2020, and yes, if the Lakers can get past Denver on this stage, man, they have—they are going to make a lot of people eat some serious crow. And I'm looking forward to it, Stein. When you think about the Joker, they can look at look at the MVP, Stein. Look at the MVP. You know, it's it's always a bad look. Always a bad look when the even though I know the MVP is a regular season award, but it's always a bad look when the MVP is bounce prematurely in the first couple rounds and then there are people now that's saying that it should have been joker's mvp to begin with and i would say that i believe joker had the better year this year than he had you know two previous mvp seasons he's had so this is only going to add fuel to the fire and i don't know if joker because he doesn't talk to us about these things so i don't know if joker is like even more fired up 
that he didn't get the award and he's just going to take it up on the opposition. I don't know if that's how he's built. I don't, you know, maybe he's just internally motivated in the first place or maybe he does. I don't know. But, you know, it's never a good look when the MVP is bounced prematurely. Yeah, in the and that's why it's only going to make the summer longer for Joel Embiid because Joker is on this stage now. Joker's in the conference finals for the second time in four years, a stage Philadelphia has not reached. But it's really the two years that Joker didn't make it in those four, Jamal Murray didn't play. So uh, Jokic is, you know, Jimmy Butler to me was MVP of round one with apologies to Jason Tatum and his 51-point game in game seven to send Boston on. I think Jokic has been the best player in the NBA in round two. And uh, it's going to be a fantastic, it's going to be a fantastic contrast, this Lakers-Nuggets rematch. And again, remember the Lakers, they were, they had so much size in the bubble. Besides Anthony Davis, they had Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. That's a big question mark for me with now AD and really, no size to support him. This is where this is where um, Tristan Thompson. What if if he's going to play in any series, like play meaningful minutes? It's going to be this series. Yeah, Tristan Thompson have, and Mo Bamba. Both have of them have option. to get a shot here. Mo, I, I I don't like that at all. Mo Bamba, <laughs> no, I I don't like that at all. Come on now, I don't like that at all. I think Tristan Thompson. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the backup center in right. this series. Can't have AD on, on Joe. Well, sources say time. we went long on the West Finals, so let's move to the East Finals. Our last two topics here, East Finals, and of course we will close with John Morant. But let, let's look at the East. So you know, Boston survives. Huge props. They were down 3-2, I said, on the last pod. And maybe even the previous pod, I can't remember now. But I, I, I thought Philly was winning the series when it was three-two. I thought the Sixers have finally crashed through their second-round barrier. They're going to finish the Celtics in six. They did not. Tatum with those fifty-one points in Game Seven. Stephen Curry's fifty points in Game Seven of Round One. That was the NBA record for Game Sevens. And look what happens. That record doesn't even last one round. It now belongs to Jason Tatum, whose fourth quarter in Philly saved Boston's season. His game seven outburst takes Boston into the conference finals. But man, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra are on the other side. And I, even though the Heat are the eighth seed, I I can't pick Boston to beat my aunt. Like, I, I just... Miami, conceptually, basketball-wise, you look at the two rosters with all the talent Boston has and the versatility Boston has. The Celtics should win this series. But, I, I can't, like I said, I can't pick against Jimmy Buckets and Spo. And think about this for a minute. I hear you. I understand. But I was covering... The Miami Heat's play-in path. They go from a they lost their first play-in. They were the seventh seed, lost their first play-in match to the Hawks. Then they had to 
they had to win, either go home or both to get to the eighth seed when they beat the Chicago Bulls. There was no way in hell that I saw this coming. You win your your second playing game, and now you're the eighth seed going to go, or going up against the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and now we're at the Eastern Conference Finals, Stein, and you're taking them over the team that represent the East in the NBA Finals. That's saying an awful lot. I'm that big a believer and in Jimmy I Buckets. Get, That's why. Ever I, since you I showed see, up on South Beach you. in your white suit, they got it together. That's what it was. Well, I, I will tell you, I don't. I wouldn't mind showing up on South Beach again. I wouldn't mind doing that, but I will be. I will be on the Western Conference Finals, but. You know, I, I hear you. And then you think about, look, Tyler Hero has been out the entire Does playoff. he have a shot? to? Well, does he, he, do you, you know, think he could come hurt. back in this series? Could. So when I was told when it first happened, I reported that the only way he can return is if they made it to the right. NBA Finals. And at that point, I was like, oh, he's out for the season. <laughs> he's out. Like, this. see, Miami ain't making it to the NBA Finals. So I, I, have, to, I have to check in with that to see if um, – if there's any new movement, if he's getting better, if there is a possibility that he can make it back for the conference finals. But yeah, when it, when the injury went down, I was told the, the NBA finals was the was the goal, the timeline. But uh, yeah, I hear you. It, Miami, guys, tough. Like again, I don't like predictions, but yeah, it, it's tough to go against Miami, even though they're starting off on the road, like they have been. Which I think is fine. I think they like it. I mean, that's the thing is like, it's more that my confidence in the Celtics is shaken. Even though they survived game seven, even though they came back from three, two, even though they extended the series when Philly had a chance to close it out at home. I just think Philly's own shakiness was too much of a, a boost to the Celtics in here. I'm not trying to, Diminish the achievement because, again, you know, we've never seen anyone score 51 points in a game seven like Jason Tatum just did. And, uh, you know, Horford has had great moments throughout these playoffs. Jalen Brown and Tatum are a great duo on their day. The Celtics have more depth. There's all kinds of things that, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, Boston was initially seen as such a, likely favorite after Milwaukee lost in round one to those same heaters in five. But again, I, like I said, I just Jimmy Butler to me, he has been, since he got to Miami, he has been a top 10 player in this league. People think he only does in the playoffs, the whole playoff Jimmy thing. I I mean, look at his, look at the numbers he put up in the regular season. This is going to be the second time in his career. This is, he, he, he did make it. This was already because we know the all NBA teams now second time in his career, he got snubbed from the all-star game and ended up being an all NBA player. Cause at the end of the season, writers realized that the coach is messed up by not having him in the all-star. I mean, he, he is, and he's, he's playing as well as he ever has, even though he's got his own ankle issues, like Boston can win the series. All I'm saying is I'm just not ready to pick them. I, you know, I am not ready to p- proclaim, that they're going to beat Miami. I just, I, I, I think the Heat are just as tough and out as there is. No argument there. I, I think for Boston, they will say they, they got some momentum now. Jason Tatum carried them, has propelled them to this stage. 
they they have a a blueprint. They've been here before, so they're they're trying to rely on experience. It's recent experience, but they're trying to rely on that to try to get them back to the NBA Finals. Which, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. Were the Celtics the favorites against the Warriors going into the finals last year? I don't, I don't know, but it's still up for grabs. Even though I believe Denver, pound for pound, probably has the best team and has been playing the best all in the postseason, they still could be beat. They still could be beat. So it's 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 a good it's a good situation where we're having parity. We're seeing pair. We don't know what's going to happen. You didn't think the Lakers were going to beat the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I felt like they had a, a great chance. And we saw the Kings push the, the Warriors to game seven. Um, you know, what, what Miami has been doing, you know, the Knicks. I mean, it's, it's been it's been really good. It's been really good playoff games to watch. And just to be clear before we move on to our final topic. So you said you're doing your West all the way in this round? I am West all the way in this round. I will rep- be reporting for TNT, so you'll see my appearances on Inside the NBA, on the pre or post game shows. Um, the Easter, the Eastern Conference Finals is going to be with TNT, and Ali LaForce she'll be over there doing the sidelines. So I'll be on the West. Sidebar question: How much does the altitude in Denver mm-hmm. mess with the Chris Haynes pregame routine? Do you feel it when you're there? Yes, I just make sure not to be talking on the phone as I'm walking up the stairs anywhere because that's when you can lose your breath. That's when I can feel the shortness of breath uh, when, when I'm walking walking up the steps, walking stairs. So, I, I, you know, I'm not going to be on the phone because I don't want, you know, I, I could be on the phone with an important source and they may be res- expecting me to have a comment at that time. And, you know, I just can't talk because my breath is short and they just hang up on me. At a, at a crucial point i can't have that so that's the only time i really feel anything in Denver. i don't really i don't really work out I, I haven't really worked out in denver so i don't think i'll be doing that so no it, it won't affect me you you won't be able to tell during my tnt hit that the altitude is getting to me all right we move to the last topic man this is just so dispiriting just can't even believe that we're here again it emerges Sunday morning that there is a new video in which John Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies appears to be brandishing a handgun. The league's going to investigate he, it. He did that already. But the Grizzlies almost immediately suspended him from all team activities. I mean, that we are here again. I don't even know if I have the words to describe the shock. I have the word. And this was, I report, you know, I reported, you know, I report, I report people go follow my Instagram and st- go follow Stein's Instagram as well. My Instagram is at Chris B. Haynes my Instagram NBA. is useless. You don't need and to follow my Instagram. Cause I don't even post on there. My son, by the way, <laughs> my son, by the way, to? keeps me very posted on your Instagram activity. Since okay. I since well, I barely know how to track it. Material. Yes, lots of haircut material. But Tisha Penichero, you remember her? The great point guard that played for the Sacramento Monarchs, the WNBA. So I posted um, a picture with the details of John Morant on, in my in, on my Instagram account. 
And in the comments, she commented. And this speak, when you talk about where the where the words for this, she commented this. Deja vu. Do you I get it, Stein? Get it. Stein, that 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 hits it. That that's right there. Stein, I've had so many comments, and I mean, excuse me, so many DMs hit to me. Why are you reporting this now? This was two months ago. Why are you reporting this now? This is old. That's just that's you media people just always bringing up old stuff, bringing up old stuff. Some of them I let it go, but a few that I actually do interact with from time to time, I was like, no, this one happened this weekend. This is a new one. No, it's it, it's and it, this is ridiculous. It, it's it, it's a bad it's a bad look. I I, I even think you know. It's a bad look for the league. No, and that's 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 what I think. Most that's people. what was such a common reaction after this story hit. That this is this is not just a Grizzlies crisis now. This is a league crisis. This this is something that impacts all thirty teams. And you know the league was very lenient the first time, only issuing an eight game suspension to John Morant and. It was really only a two-game suspension because they counted six of the games when he was away from the team on his own. And this happened in the wee hour, you know, either late Saturday or early Sunday. Just on Wednesday, just a few days ago, it was Wednesday that the All-NBA teams were announced. And it was Wednesday that John Morant got confirmation that he did not make the All-NBA team, which essentially cost him $40 million. His max deal that he signed last summer and kicks in next season, instead of rising to $233 million, as it should have based on his play on the court and his production, he was clearly headed for an all-NBA berth until the March incident in Denver. So just Wednesday, he finds out that what happened the first time cost him nearly $40 million, and that didn't stop it this time. Stunning. Let's let's walk. Let's let's break down a little bit what happened in, in this video. Just a little bit. For those who did haven't seen it, I don't know why you haven't seen it, but for those who haven't seen it, he's in the car with some friends. And it looks like the guy that's driving is going is goes on IG Live. And nothing against that. Nothing with guys going on IG Live. Music is playing in the background. They're feeling themselves. And John Morant is in the passenger seat. And so, you know, they show John Morant. Everybody's grooving. Everybody's feeling themselves. The music. I don't know, know what um, song was being played. But during this time, John Morant appears, allegedly, flashes a gun. And to his I've seen people like go at his partner and I, and I, I can understand going at his partner for, for, for other reasons aside from this scenario right here. He didn't know job ja was going to flash that gun. So immediately when job ja flashes it, he drops the phone, drops the phone to his knees, you know, look like, you know, job ja puts it, puts the, puts the gun down. Then he, he comes back on the live and they finish what they were doing. And I see people saying, man, why why he put John in that situation? Well, 
you know, he, it ain't like he told John to, to pull it out, you know. So we we gotta we gotta stop blaming others and and you know, others do have a part to play for sure. That's a, that's another conversation we can have about the responsibility of those who are around you. But at the end of the day, he didn't make Ja do what he did, and he surely didn't expect him to do what he did at that point. So now we find ourselves back to ground zero. What does the NBA do now? Because Ja, the NBA was criticized when Ja levied that penalty that they did before. Now what? Now he's making. Now it appears. The NBA has to come on a little bit stronger, and they're going to—they're starting an investigation, and so we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, all eyes on the league now, um, because uh, let's face it: in the Adam Silver era, the reputation is that sanctions will be on the forgiving side, and. Uh, the criticism that the league will get if it happens in this case will be incredibly, incredibly loud. All right. We, I think again, we, I don't know that we did any of them in six minutes, but I think we did a pretty good job of getting to six major headlines in this league. Of course, there are many more because that's the kind of may it's been. And it's only going to get newsier because Tuesday night, NBA draft lottery. It appears that I am going to be a witness to the actual events in the drawing room for the first time ever, a first for me. So that is going to be a fascinating experience to actually see who wins the lottery and then be be behind those closed, closed doors for 60 to 90 minutes, however long it is when the actual show takes place. and no phones and uh, then the world finds out and it'll be two in the morning Paris time when the lottery starts and Victor Wembanyama's Metropolitan's 92 team has a game Tuesday night in Paris. And so he'll, he will not be in Chicago. He'll be in Paris watching in the middle of the night to find out who he lands with Houston, San Antonio, Detroit, all three teams with the best shot at winning the lottery, but only a 14% shot here in the era of flattened lottery odds. So I'm in Chicago. Chris is on his way to Nuggets Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. He and I will connect again soon for, in the next pod, we will discuss who won the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes, the Brick for Vic sweepstakes. We will discuss the early happenings in each of the conference finals. And of course, the way things are going, we will probably have more spins on the coaching carousel that we're going to have to dive into. And the other thing that we're doing out here in Chicago, this is where the free agency and trade discussion starts to take shape. So lots of stuff going on in this league. Thank you guys so much for being with Chris and I for another edition of This League Uncut. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I totally...
please don't tell that I forgot. I didn't. I wasn't gonna even. We were. We were almost gonna <laughs> shut this thing down before you sneak that in. That's good. You, you saved us. All right, everybody. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back with you soon. Take care, everyone. And that'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio production. Boom shakalaka! Chris Haynes and Mark Stein! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.